Hello and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. We are an online community of Christian women in business and we are aligning our businesses with God. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Neeson, and I wanted to create a platform where women can come to be inspired, to learn from women who have been there and done that, and know what it's really like to run a business as a Christian and what it means to them. I would love for you to join us as we get into the meat of the word share the love of God, and grow our businesses like never before. For more information about becoming a member, visit our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Looking forward to sharing these podcasts with you and helping you to grow as a leader and a business owner like never before. Hello and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show, what a week we have just have. So we started our local meetups um, in a few more locations. We've gone from three to nine last week all across Australia. God is so good. And we had um, an incredible night, day and morning across all of the different meetups. And our leaders have given us some great feedback. So if you are a part of those, thanks for coming along. Um, we've also had some amazing women join the membership and who are just flourishing. We're loving getting to know them. Um, but if you missed the boat and wanted to become a member, don't fear. Uh, we'll be opening up in enrollments on a more regular basis. So you'll still need to apply through the website to become a member, but our enrollments will be on a more regular basis. So please feel free to sign up and apply if you're thinking about it. And we'd love to invite you to become part of this sisterhood. So on today's show, it is my pleasure um, to have a lovely lady um, who approached me to come on the show. And when I saw what she was doing, I thought it was truly amazing. So I will give the blurb out first and then let you know who this lovely lady is. So this lady is a public relations industry vet- veteran. Uh, with more than 20 years of experience who built a reputation as a success-driven visionary, representing clients in lifestyle, hospitality, travel, tourism, fashion, non-profit, business, and education industries. Her unstatable desire to succeed on behalf of her clients has been the fuel behind numerous hiring influential and award-winning campaigns, general publicity for her clients on a national news show and major newspaper and magazines. While pursuing her bachelor's degree in public relations, Tony was no stranger to lofty endeavours and has made history by becoming the first African-American woman to earn the title of Miss Alabama shattering a 75-year glass ceiling, which is completely awesome. She's held executive leadership positions within corporations and organizations throughout her career and successfully ran her own award-winning boutique PR agency in Los Angeles. Now, after nearly 10 years of running her lifestyle agency, Tony recently made a shift on to focus applying her skills for generating excitement around her client's business um, to inking her first book that helps individuals develop a personal sense of inner hype and greater confidence. Her book entitled My Hype Book is is a guided motivational journey since it has launched and this beautiful lady has um, 
been invited to share her book through travel um, and hosting workshops and speak at churches, women's groups, conferences, corporations, businesses, schools on the topic of confidence. So welcome to the show today, Tony Puri. Thank you so much. (laughs) So nice to be here. Thank you so much, Sarah Jane. So that was just a little bit of your story (laughs) in the introduction. I'm sure there's much more to go into that. Um, But I'm simply amazed at how you managed to shatter the ceiling after 75 years for the Miss um, Alabama. That's pretty cool, man. That was, it was pretty amazing. It was um, certainly uh, one of those uh, God-inspired, God-led opportunities in my life. I was in college when that happened and I I didn't, I, I wasn't one that did pageants when I was younger or a child, or I, I really didn't know anything about pageants, but um, I didn't go straight to college from high school. I stayed out for a couple of years. And when I was ready to go back, my dad was so thrilled. Um, and I had always intended to go, but they wanted me to go right away. And I just wanted to take a couple of years off. And I did, when I decided to go back, he said, I'll pay for college. Don't worry about it. I'm just glad you're in there. Well, I lived out on my own for um, that two years. And so I didn't want to have to move on campus with the other students because I felt like I was a little bit older and a little more mature and had a you know, few more experiences. And so he says, well, because I went to school in my hometown, he said, I'm not paying for you to have an apartment and to go to college. I'll pay for one or the other. So I thought, well, if I could find a scholarship to pay for school for at least my first year and sign a year lease, he covered that and then I'd be set. And I knew my dad, if I did really well for that full year, then he'd have no problem covering everything, you know, after that. And so I went to the um, interest meeting for the pageant at school because they gave away a three semester scholarship. And just naively, I thought, you know, how hard can it be? You put on a swimsuit, you answer a question and you win three semesters. Well, I, that was very naive because a lot of these women certainly spend a lifetime <laughs> training for pre- preparing and prepping for um, pageants, but um, but I actually got in and I won and I earned the three semester scholarship. But that was actually uh, a preliminary to the Miss Alabama pageant, and I didn't wasn't aware of that when I started it. And so, <laughs> uh, in the midst of doing that, I um, I found out there'd never been an African American to win that title and or minority. And so I became really determined. I I remember asking, you know, the Lord, can I, can I level that playing ground? Can I be the one? And I worked really hard. I did everything that you do to prepare. I worked out, I read the newspaper, I watched the news. There wasn't much that you could ask me on that I couldn't really answer and give a, you know, a really solid, you know, answer about, I knew about all the world issues and politics and social issues. And, um, and I actually ended up competing for two years. Um, believe it or not, I did 13 pageants in 18 months 
that took me to actually win the Miss Alabama pageant. Oh, and I know, no, who, who does that in a lifetime, let alone in 18 months? Yes. <laughs> but I just had this determination in my heart and I really felt like the Lord said, yes, you can become Miss Alabama. And I remember all over my apartment, my mom was just a mighty woman of God, um, really taught us about Habakkuk 2.2, about writing the vision and make it plain. And um, so I had stickers all over my house, post-it notes all over my house. Uh, my, my maiden name is Johnson. It said, Tony Johnson will be Miss Alabama. <laughs> Tony Johnson will be Miss It was everywhere. It was on my microwave. It was on my 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 nightstand. It was on the thermostat. It was on the, above the TV. It was everywhere, all over the house. And I just got a real vision for it. And um, through a lot of trial by, you know, within 18 months, I became the first African-American to, to win the title, to earn the title. And so um, it was really cool because it, you know, certainly became an opportunity for me to pioneer in an area that I didn't know much about. And um, there have been other minority girls to come through since then. So I'm really proud of what the Lord used me to do in that capacity. Yeah, that's phenomenal. And you would have learned, how old would you have been when you did that? I was 24. Five. I was 24. Yeah. I was 24 when I did it. So, so that would have taught um, you a lot of skills, like for a young age, for you to then be able to use in your life as well, I would imagine. Um, it, it did. It did. I, I will say that probably the biggest thing that I learned that actually translated into my professional career, because it is, you know, the pageants are designed to really help you with, you know, life skills and I guess etiquette and all those types of things. But because you have to do this panel um, uh, interview, it really prepared me for my life in the workforce because uh, I would say 60% of the jobs that I have applied for, I've had a panel interview and (laughs) I'm sitting there with four or five people across from me shooting questions at me at one time. And it always, it always has felt like I'm back at Miss Alabama again. And I'm always like, this is nothing. I've been here before. (laughs) (laughs) So it did prepare me for that. That's cool. So you started out in public relations. um, Yes. And you ran an agency. So you were the CEO. And um, so how long did you do that for? 20 years? I did it. Ten, nope, I, I did it for 10 years. For 10 years, I ran my agency here in Los Angeles. I've worked in a lot of different areas in PR over the past 20 years, but um, for the past 10 years, I, I ran a lifestyle PR agency. The lion's share of our clients were in hospitality and tourism, but we also had them in, um, in education. We had them in... Um, fashion and nonprofits, and we represented a segment of small businesses. So it's a pretty, um, we had a pretty wide client base. And for eight years, I really enjoyed doing it. But it was, and it was a thriving agency. We had a nice team. I had a beautiful creative office space. Our roster of clients were really interesting and fun to work with and to do public relations on their behalf. But um, 
somewhere around year eight, it, it stopped being fulfilling to me. And I didn't know how to deal with those feelings um, <clears throat> because I didn't have anything else that I knew to do, knew how to do because I've been doing PR for so long. It really is what I can do in my sleep and um, do it really, really well. And so uh, it seemed like a it seemed like a loser move to uh, want to walk away from a thriving business, but not have anything to walk towards. Yeah. And um, and that was a huge challenge for me. Um, I, I had a really great team of employees, but there was just something about the company that just didn't make my heart sing anymore. And when and it really caused me to lose my confidence. And when you lose your confidence, you lose your fight and your vision and your aspiration and all of those things that are really kind of integral to being successful in business. And um, I just didn't know what to do with all of that. Um, it seemed really counter productive to grow a business who grows a business and then you decide you don't want it anymore. Um, and I just didn't have the wherewithal to realize that it was just time for a change for me. It was just time for a pivot. And, um, um, but I, I didn't, that didn't make sense to me. It just felt like I was doing the wrong thing and I was in a bad place to not have a desire or find joy in doing, um, running the business anymore. And agency life is challenging. And so the challenges really kind of beat me up and I just didn't have the fight, you know, in me anymore to try and, and maintain things. So that's when I guess the next season was born once you left, once you left the agency, <laughs> take us through yeah. that. Oh my goodness. So that's, what's really interesting. Um, it's kind of what I love about how God takes us and allows us to go through seasons that sometimes birth, um, uh, new opportunities in our lives that we probably would never have imagined. I, um, I'm a person that has never really struggled with confidence. I've always been really pretty op optimistic and, you know, I have faith to believe, you know, that things can actually happen and come to pass. And, um, uh, but, but, uh, my confidence took a hit and I just didn't even know how to operate like that. And so, uh, walking in this place of having very low self-esteem and no confidence and no vision and no inspiration, I really cried out to God, you know, a lot. What do I do? What do you want me to do? Why can't I find a love for this anymore? I, I just couldn't muster up any excitement about it. And my husband was watching Muhammad Ali one day. And I was walking through the room and I was captivated by his confidence. And all I could think of is how did this man maintain his confidence even when he was defeated? How did he maintain his confidence even when he was stricken with Parkinson's disease and couldn't talk anymore? Every clip that you think of seeing him, he's always confident. And people that I know that knew him personally said he was that was his way through and through. And so a few minutes later, as I was watching this documentary, I saw his quarter man, his hype man, 
right before Ali was going on to a fight and he was in his face ardently yelling at him, reminding him of his victories and his successes and his achievements and that he was the greatest. And my thought was, well, if we all had somebody, you know, (laughs) walking behind us, reminding us of all of our victories, we'd probably have that confidence as well, you know, a built-in cheerleader. But that was an aha moment for me because what I thought in that moment was I need to make myself a hype book. I need to just pull one of my journals. I've always been a journaler, pulled a blank journal off my shelf, and I started writing in great detail about my achievements, my successes, whether they were really big ones or small ones. I just needed to write about those things that made me proud of myself. And for two days, I sat in the middle of my living room floor. I cut out pictures of my first office and my first job and running the LA Marathon and campaigns that we had done and charity work that I'd done and work at, you know, within ministry that I'd done. And so I just wrote in great detail about those things. Within two days, can I just tell you, there was this ascension of confidence that rose up in me that made me so excited. And also it made me look at myself and say, what are you so down about? You have all of this to build on. This isn't the end. This is the beginning. You know, you've got all of this as your jumping off point. And I still didn't know what I wanted to do next, but there was this life that rose up in me, this sense of hope that rose up in me. And a girlfriend uh, sent me a text message during that time. And she said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm making myself a hype book. And she said, what's a hype book? And I said, it's when you write about all your achievements and your successes, you have to do it. And she said, that's a great idea, Tony. Everybody needs one. I said, I know you have to do it. It'll make you feel so really amazing and feel really good about yourself. She's kind of laughing at me. And she said, I know everybody needs one. And I said, we go around and around. She said, Tony, everybody needs one and you need to write it. Oh, and wow. I thought, Oh, so <laughs> that's that. what she's saying. She wasn't having a joke. She was actually saying, no, stop joking with me. <laughs> exactly. I know it. And so, and of course, we were, we were talking via text message. So, it, you know, you, things get lost in translation. So, <laughs> um, so that sent me at that very moment, it sent me on a journey for nine months of creating this journal. It's a guided motivational journal that inspires you to take a moment to reflect on your achievements, your success, your accomplishments, your impact, and then to track them, to write them down, and then to celebrate them. Because I think one of the things we don't do is celebrate our victories. We'll celebrate our friends, we'll celebrate our girlfriends, we'll celebrate our family, our kids' victories. But we don't stop to celebrate ourselves and to pat ourselves on the back, you know. And so the book is a really comprehensive journal that um, 
guide you through the process of reflecting on yourself and tracking those, writing those things down. And then, um, um, you know, asking you about, okay, now how are you celebrating that moment? And there's something really unique about the book that I, that I really love is that it is, um, I, I, I was one of those people that can be, was really hypercritical of myself. And I think a lot of women especially tend to um, do this, um, especially women in business. Um, so I would analyze and overanalyze, you know, mistakes or wrong decisions or even things that went well. I'd still look for, you know, the things that maybe I could have done better. And I think there's a there's a level of that that's good, but I also think that you can go overboard. Yeah. So there was a lot of negative rhetoric in my head. I call them those little haters, you know, mental haters that you know, tell you what's wrong. You know how you can hear 10 people say something is great, but one person says something is wrong and you kind of obsess over that one thing. Yes. (laughs) And um, so the book really is a shift in that kind of thinking for yourself. And it really causes you, it compels you to see yourself through your success lens versus spending so much time looking at yourself through that, you know, sometimes unhealthy, harshly critical um, viewpoint perception that I think all too many of us do way. You've got your book. And when did your book launch? Well, we we actually launched the book um, through Kickstarter, the crowdfunding um, platform, because what I wanted to do was to see if you know, maybe this book is just good for me, but, or maybe it's good for, you know, other people as well. And so we, we launched on the crowdfunding campaign, yeah. uh, crowdfunding platform. We actually made our goal. We exceeded our goal by 30%, which really was nice for me because it, you know, it let me know that this is something that I think resonates with people. And so the book actually is officially, will be officially released to the general public in um, the latter part of July. That's cool. Um, But all of the backers are getting their copies actually uh, really very soon. So I'm I'm super excited to put it in the hands of of individuals. It's a beautiful book too. It's it's designed to feel like your treasure chest. Um, You know how in the Bible it talks about our stones of remembrance? it becomes that it's a book of your stones of remembrance, you know, the, the things, those are milestones, the things that, that you've done in your life that make you really proud. And, um, also in the book, I've got a, it says six rules of engagement. And one of those rules is that you set your parameters for success. So it's not what society says success is. It's not what, you know, your friends, your colleagues says, or even your industry. It's what is successful to you. Yeah. There were times for me, a really big account for my company was success. There were times when I was in that really dark and dismal season where getting out of bed and going into the office that I didn't like anymore was success. And only I can determine that. So Um, so the book really inspires you to determine within yourself what success is for you, because when we see ourselves that way, we, we release the re the, uh, the limits 
that I think sometimes society can put on us for celebrating ourselves. And then another really special thing about the book is I was very um, particular about creating categories so that it's very easy to look back over what your successes are and where to find them. So there are six journaling categories uh, that include major milestones, your significant victories, your health and wellness achievements, your good and charitable deeds, your life adventures, and lessons learned. Because everything doesn't uh, always go, things don't always go the way we want them to. But instead of measuring ourselves by that failure or mistake or setback or mistreatment, how do we pull from that what we now know so much more, you know, what we are better for, how we've grown out of that and use that. And then that, you know, life lesson that may have been a hard lesson learned becomes a victory for us. So, um, so I've divided, you know, the book is, is, is really well thought out. The first half have practices that really cause you to look inward and recognize your gifts, your qualities, your talents, those amazing uh, skills and abilities that God has gifted you with. And then the second half is where you actually journal about, you know, your successes. And it compels you to ask questions, not just what was your major milestone, but, you know, how did it make you feel? What's the story behind it? What do you recognize about yourself as a result of it? How will you celebrate? How did you or will you celebrate that victory? Yeah. So it's a pretty comprehensive process for um, giving you the ability to see yourself through your success lens and uh, to recognize, you know, the, the gift that you are. And I think also to just kind of recognize how God is constantly moving in our lives and equipping us and showing us. Um, you know, how to navigate from one season to the next. I was just about to say, it's almost makes you sit down and give gratitude to God. This is what what I was about to say. So having that time to actually have a book where you can just sit down and give gratitude to what God has given you and all the opportunities he has given you when you're in the deepest, darkest place is priceless. And it will immediately or or even just over time, change your mindset onto onto moving forward. So thank you so much for saying yes to God and creating that book. So can you share with us five tips on your craft? Five tips on my craft. Um, you mean in terms of public relations or the book or both? Both. It was with both. So if Okay. Give us a couple on public relations and a couple on, I guess, things that you've learned from creating your book. Okay. Um, uh, With public relations, I would say the one, the biggest thing, and and this ties into the book as well, is um, not being afraid to share um, the good, the impact, the service um, the product that you have with local media and national media. Um, it can be very daunting thinking about pitching media um, to get coverage for your product, your client, your, I mean, your product, your service, your business, yourself. And um, 
Um, what I love about the book is it, it sort of puts you in a place of feeling really proud of yourself and being okay to feel proud of yourself. Yeah. And also wanting to share about that. That has been a lesson that I've I've had to learn. I've spent my whole career pitching other people and yeah. sharing <laughs> wonderful things about other people. It's a totally different thing having to do it for yourself. Totally. <laughs> um, so even me reaching out to you, that's a whole new thing, you know, for me. But I, I would say, even though I, I, I've always been very good at PR and I'm very confident in, in that area, it's not an easy thing to, to raise your hand and say, hey, I've got something to say. I've got something, you know, to contribute. I like to insert my, my expertise in this area. So uh, I, would, I would definitely say don't be afraid to speak up and to look for ways and opportunities to insert your thoughts, your service, your product, your personality into these conversations that are going on in the media. Because you'd be very surprised at how uh, welcoming the media can be, especially when they find out how valuable your contribution can be. Um, one other, uh, tip that I have is, um, about my craft is I, I find that when you are willing to speak up and when you are willing to share about the exciting things that you're doing, you'll be very surprised at how many people will come in and join, uh, with you, how many laborers will come to support you on your behalf, and um, how that your excitement and your enthusiasm about what you're doing can be quite infectious and it causes other people to want to join in what you're doing and share and introduce other people to you and bring business your way or help you in any way that they can. Yeah. Um, just like Jesus exactly, exactly. 100%. You know, it's, it's so important that if we, you know, if we stop and we think about, um, how his walk was and, and our walk, we are created in his image. So nothing that we do is different, but if we just model ourselves, how he did it, it's, it's no matter what field or area that you're applying um, in some sort of amazing way, and it's just the miraculous hand of God, you can see how it all applies and um, and it fits. And then the, the, the last three things that I can say are exactly what the book says to do, and it definitely ties into public relation, and that is taking time to reflect on your achievements, your your attributes, your qualities, your success, um, your contribution, the things that you've overcome, and then make sure you're making a note of those things, not just a mental note, but that you're writing those, you're documenting those things somewhere, somehow, so that you can look back on and reflect on that and remember, you know, the ability that you were gifted to make that happen. And then the last thing is definitely take time to celebrate your accomplishments, even if it's just something as simple as a happy dance in your dining room, you know, in the middle of your living room or, you know, a, a, you know, I love to to get on a train and take an hour, you know, train ride on Amtrak down the coast 
Um, so I'll do that sometimes as a way to celebrate or going out, you know, with friends for a celebratory dinner or, you know, getting a double scoop of ice cream, you know, whatever <laughs> it is, um, just find some way to commemorate that moment. Because when you, when you once think about it, reflect on it and really take time to live in it, and then you um, take the time to write it down and then you celebrate those things cause that, that um, achievement, um, you, you, you remember it more quickly and you're able to pull up that memory a lot faster than maybe some of the not so pleasant, you know, memories that somehow for some reason just tend to stay in the you know front of our, our minds. Yeah, that's cool. I love the celebratory one. Nice tips. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure, sure our listeners are gagging to know um, where can they find you and find your book? Where is it you hang out? Social media, your website, where can we get hold of you and your book? <laughs> oh, okay. So for social media, I am on Facebook. You can go to uh, either my height book. Uh, uh, my height, we're on, on, on Facebook at my height book. We are also on Instagram at my height book and um, Twitter as well. And then um, we have a website, myhypebook.com, and that's where you can go and get the book. You can actually uh, purchase the book through the site uh, after the um, latter part of July. And then um, that's it. That's how you can find me. I'm really easy to. Oh, and then my, my Instagram is Tony Purry. So you can always catch me there. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. So we look forward to seeing that being launched in July. How exciting. I'm oh, so excited about it. I'm sure it's, a lot of hard work's a... gone in behind getting it all together and getting it out there and, yeah. Oh, my goodness. But if you, you can think smash... the hard work is If you think the hard work is writing the book and then you realize, no, no. that's the easy part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now there's all this other stuff that comes with it. <laughs> but if you can smash being like the first black African-American girl um, to be Miss Alabama, you can totally smash this book. Like, oh, seriously. Thank you. And with a PR background, like what a better way to be prepared. I know it's different when you are selling your own product completely. Totally get that. But, yeah, we just wish you um, – all the best for for it to come out and um i'm sure that so many women and men are going to get um real value out of it and just you know able to celebrate yourself like god's chosen you he's given you this gift he's given you these opportunities and to be able to look back and just celebrate all those amazing things that god's given you is just it's absolutely priceless Thank you. Thank you so much. I agree. I I 100% agree with you. I I think he is, he gives us those things so that we can see ourselves the way he sees us and uh, he gives us the opportunities. And so we all have a responsibility to follow through with them. And, um, and the more we are able to see, I think I, I'm a firm believer. We are absolutely much more a culmination of the good that we do than our mistakes, 
but somehow we think about those more readily than we think about our successes. And when we take the time to see ourselves through our success lens, we're seeing ourselves the way God sees us. And I think that in itself is quite empowering. So cool. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to listen to your story. Um, thank you. And like we say, we, we wish you all the best and God's got his hand on it. So really, you just have to rest in his spirit and let him do his thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. I will. And the same to you. Congratulations on a really successful podcast. I absolutely enjoy listening to it. Um, it's, uh, it's inspiring. It's encouraging to hear other stories, especially other women's stories. So I, I'm very uh, proud of what you're doing. And I, I love sharing it with other people because I think they can all, um, glean from the stories and hear from it. And we need more of this. So congratulations on that. And thank you and keep up all the great work. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're listening to the Christian Women in Business podcast show, and we can't wait to see you next week. Bye for now. Sarah Jane here. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'd love it if you could please share this podcast with your friends. Please rate our podcast on iTunes. And for more information about becoming a member of Christian Women in Business, head over to our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com dot au catch you next time